0: Hey guys, we're glad to be with you in week two of our series Fear Not. And today we're going to talk about facing giants. You know, right now in our country, we're dealing with this big giant of fear, and we're going to talk about what the scripture has to say about that. But first, we're going to go into some worship. So let's go ahead and do that, and we'll be back with you in a few minutes.
1: Around these walls, and I thought by now they'd fall. But you have never failed me, waiting for change to come and knowing the one for you have never failed me. Yet. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence You never fail we Great is your faithfulness, your faithfulness. God, my God, I cry out your beloved needs you. God be near and calm my fear And take my doubt your kindness it one pulls me up Your love is all that draws me in I lift my eyes to the maker I can't climb I would lift my eyes To the calmer Of the ocean's Let mercy sing Her melody over me God right here All I bring Is all of me Your kindness Your is kindness. mountain I can climb. I will lift my eyes to the commerce of the oceans raging wild. I will lift my eyes to the healer of this hurt I hold inside. I will lift my eyes to you, I will lift my eyes, I will lift my eyes to you. Joy, every fear is suddenly wiped away. Here in Your presence, all the mighty gains they now fade away. Every crown is no longer on display. Here in your presence, and heaven is trembling in all of your wonders. The kings and their kingdoms are standing amazed, and here. In your presence, we are undone. Here in Your presence, heaven and earth become one. Here in Your presence, all things. are Here in your presence Everything bows before you Found in your hands the fullness of joy Every fear is suddenly wiped away Here in your presence All the mighty they now fade away, and every crown is no longer on display. Here in your presence, heaven is trembling in all. Kings and the kingdoms are standing amazed. And here in your presence, we are undone. Here in your presence, heaven and earth become one. Here in your presence All things are new Here in your presence Everything bows before you Found in your hands There's fullness of joy Every fear Suddenly wiped away here in your presence.
0: Hey guys, thank you so much for your faithfulness during this time. A number of you have asked about how to give tithes and offerings, and I'm just going to go ahead and tell you how to do that now. If you go to the App Store on your smart device, type in Highland Assembly, our logo will pop up, just hit it to download it. Once it populates up on your screen, there's a give button there. Also, all the sermons uh, and and all the information of the church is there as well, so it's a great tool for you to have. Also, you can go to your text function on your phone, type Highland Assembly, all caps, and then send to 77977, and then you can give that way as well. Another option is to go by the FNBC Bank Branch in Highland. Just take an envelope, put your tithe in there, put Attention Highland Assembly, Anita Owens on there, and the bank will make sure she gets that for the deposit. Thank you guys for your faithfulness. Let's pray over our tithe and offering today. Father, thank you for giving us the power and ability to give. And Lord, we just give this offering to you. We pray that you'll use it for your service, that lives will be touched and changed. Lord, and that you'll bless your people as we give today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. We love you. Well, here we are uh, together once again. And, you know, it's kind of nice that even though we're in a season right now where we can't all meet as a church physically, we're able to at least get together digitally. And it's what an awesome thing of using this technology. Well, listen, we're going to go ahead and jump into the topic today, fear not, and we're going to talk about facing giants. You know, right now, as you guys are aware, COVID-19 and uh, the spread of the virus is just really in all of our minds, the impact economically, uh, what's going on in our communities, having to be separated from each other. Honestly, the last two weeks have been new for everyone. We're all facing this new reality. And so as Christians, we're really informed, how are we going to deal with this? How how do we look through the lens of our relationship with God? What does the Bible say about this and how should we respond? So we're going to jump right into that. But before we do, let's grab our Bible, lift it up. And you guys repeat after me. This is something we like to do as a church and uh, talking about God's word so just repeat after me this is my bible
2: this is my bible
0: every word in it is true
2: every word in it is true
0: i am who it says i am
2: i am who it says i am
0: i can do what it says i can do
2: i can do what it says i can do today today
0: i'll be taught god's word
2: i'll be taught god's word it's his truth it's his truth
0: transforming
2: transforming every
0: part of my life
2: every part of my life
0: and i'll never be the same i'll
2: never be the same in
0: jesus name in jesus name amen amen Amen. Well, let's jump right in. So the question is, how should we respond as Christ followers in the midst of this crisis? What What does the Bible say? And I mentioned this last week, but I think we need to repeat it. How we respond right now as a country, as a community, and as individuals is really going to affect the decisions we make right now. Are going to affect how we live long term after this. If we make poor decisions right now, there's going to be a long term impact. If we make good decisions right now, there's going to be a a positive long-term impact. And so we really need to be thinking about that. That includes how we react uh, relationally with each other, how we react spiritually, our relationship with God, how we react financially. So there's a lot riding on our responses and our choices right now. We talked about last week how our choices are so important. We can choose right now to believe what God's word says about this situation, or we can really latch on to fear and respond to what fear is wanting to do. And we see it all over the media and and individually, uh, we're having to deal with that right now. But as disciples of Jesus, uh, as a Christian and as a believer, what we said about the Bible is true. If I believe that this is God's word and I believe that it is true, it should inform every decision I make and the choices that I make right now. So Mm -hmm. we're gonna talk today about what God's word says, specifically about fear. And I was really thinking about what would be a really good Bible story that would encapsulate someone or a group of people having to deal with fear in a giant way. And then I thought, well, there's actually a story about a guy having to deal with a giant and the fear that he caused. And that's the story of David and Goliath. So we're gonna talk about David and how a shepherd boy named David overcame fear and defeated a giant named Goliath. So if you've got your Bibles, turn to 1 Samuel chapter 17 I'm going to read out of the NIV and uh, it's also going to be up on the screen for you here now I'm not going to read the whole chapter I'm going to just jump around to different parts but uh, you'll be able to follow along with this a champion named Goliath who was from Gath came out of the Philistine camp his height was six cubits and a span now just so you know six cubits and a span is nine feet nine inches tall and biblical historians said he was anywhere between a little over seven foot to over nine foot tall. So this truly was a giant of a man. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels, which is 125 pounds. On his legs, he wore bronze greaves and had a bronze javelin that was slung on his back. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod and its point weighed 600 shekels, which is 15 pounds. So he was carrying a spear that weighed 15 pounds. His shield bearer went ahead of him. Now Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel. Now let me explain what this looked like. The, the way armies in this day would line up many times is they would line up on different sides of an area where they were gonna battle. So the, so the Philistine army lined up on one side of the, of the uh, valley and the Israelite army stood on the other side of the battle. And so they were kind of lined up across each other. And Goliath would come out and stand before them. And here's what he would say. Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and are you not the servants of Saul? And then he made this challenge. Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Now, to give you guys some context, Goliath is, let's say, nine foot tall. Okay, The average person based on what biblical historians tell us in that period of time, the average man was around five feet, five inches tall. So Goliath was literally almost twice their height. He was four foot taller than most of the people of that day. Then the Philistines said, this day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. And when I think about that in, in the context of what we're dealing with today, many of us are dismayed and we're terrified. We see the news. We see this giant, in this case, the giant of this, this virus or even the economic impact of this virus. And that is a giant to us. It's bigger than we can imagine. We've never probably most of us faced anything like this. And it is a giant to us. And, and when we hear this giant yelling out to us, we can become dismayed and terrified. Well, here's what he did. For 40 days, the Bible tell us, tells us, the Philistine came forward every morning and evening and took his stand and said basically the same thing, challenged them every morning. Now, I'm going to jump down to verse 20. Early in the morning, David left the flock in the care of a shepherd. He was watching his family's flock, and his father had sent him go check on three of his brothers that were serving in the army. He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle position, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of supplies. He ran to the battle lines and asked his brothers how they were. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance. And David heard it. Verse 24, Verse 24, whenever the Israelites saw the man, saw Goliath, they all fled from him in great fear. And then we see that response to Goliath again. They ran from him. They fled from him in fear. Now the other Israelites had been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel, which is interesting. They were saying someone should do something about this guy, is what they were saying. Everybody's looking and going, hey, this Goliath guy, somebody ought to do it. Do you see this? And it's like, yeah, they're talking to each other, but none of them are doing anything. They're actually running from him. Verse 26, David asked the men standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? And listen to these words. Who is this uncircumcised, uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And then, uh, What David said was overheard and reported to Saul and King Saul sent for David. Now they knew each other because David had been serving Saul for some time. Verse 32, David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, I struck it and I rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. And the rest of the story is David obviously killed Goliath and and. And it's a, it's a great story. I encourage you to go and read the rest of that. But uh, really what I want us to focus on is David's response to this situation, how David felt with, uh, dealt with this giant of fear and how we can do the same thing. So let's, let's take three lessons today from a giant killer. Look at number one. People may misunderstand what is going on in this season, but as Christians, we need to remember that God has a plan say that again, people may misunderstand what is going on in this season, but we need to remember that God has a plan. Here's what I'm talking about. Faith sees things from God's perspective, not man's perspective. And so God is up to something. And I want to be clear with everyone right now as as you guys are, all of us are dealing with this situation. I want to make something clear. God did not cause this pandemic. God doesn't do that. But God will use this pandemic and work through it to accomplish his will. And I want to show you a scripture to talk, that talks about how God will do these things. Roman, Romans 8, verse 28 says this. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Let me read that again. And we know, that biblical word is gnosko, that we intimately know. It's a deep knowing that in all things, what's all things mean?
2: Everything. Everything. All things.
0: Every situation that we could face, including a a worldwide pandemic, that we know in all things that God works for the good of those who what? Love him. Mm -hmm. His kids. Last week, we talked about 2 Timothy one seven, and it talked about how God has not given us a spirit of fear. That's God's Mm -hmm. people. So we can know that as God's people, that he's working all things for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. And you and I were talking about an illustration of how God takes these all things. And it's kind of like making a cake and, and talk about that for yeah. a second. I
2: don't know. When we were talking about this, I thought, you know, it's like, I love baking cakes. It's, it's my jam. It's and I like love eating I love
0: cakes. Them. So it's a great combination. <laughs>
2: it, it works out nicely. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you think about the ingredients of a cake, they're not things that by themselves you would think, yes, I'm going to eat that. It's going to be so delicious. Like, I, I've never had the thought that it's like, I'm going to take a big scoop of this flour and I'm going to eat it. That just, that's never a temptation to me. I don't know right. why. Right. Or, or like a baking soda, a raw egg. That's not my thing. No. I'm not doing that. Right. And yet it takes all of those things together to make the cake. It can't be all just sugar although that would be nice. Sugar (laughs) and icing. Butter, sugar, icing. I'm in. But it takes all of these things together to make this cake and to make it work and to make it, you know, rise in the oven. If I put just sugar and icing and whatever in the oven, it's just not going to turn out great. And so um, I think I heard uh, Joel Osteen say one time that if all of these things taken together work out for our good and things just don't seem to be working out for your good, it could be, I mean, track with me on this, it could be that all the ingredients aren't there just yet. Hmm. Um, I had a family member, uh, we were talking about this uh, earlier today, Um, and she says, "What, what happens when you're believing that God's going to do something. You're believing that things are going to work out for your good. You're you're standing in faith. You're praying. And then, like, time keeps passing and time keeps passing, Mm. time keeps passing, and nothing's happening. And I said, you know what you do? You still stand. Mm. You just stand in faith, believing that you'll receive. And one of the things I want to encourage you in is if all of these things aren't working in your favor right now, Maybe there are a few ingredients that God is waiting on. Hmm. And once all of those things are taken together, it's going to work out for your good. So if you're standing in faith, keep standing. Don't let the enemy steal your joy. Don't let him steal your faith. Let patience have its finished work.
0: That's awesome. And one of the things we've been talking about in this season, we've been encouraging you guys as a church and people in our community is that we need to flip the script a little bit here. We need to look at this situation through God's lens, through God, see things from God's perspective and recognize there are good things that are happening right now too. Mm-hmm. We are being forced, many of us are being asked to stay home and, and that that allows us to have more time with our families. Parents are being able to spend time with their kids that they haven't been able to do before. We're seeing posts on Facebook or people sending us pictures of, time spent with families and being out hiking and different things that they're doing to kind of capture this time. So God is able to take these things and turn them around, but it requires us to see things through a different perspective Mm -hmm. and realize God's working on something. Right? He's baking a cake, but he's putting all those ingredients together. And so we need to make sure we see things from his perspective. You know, Wes and I were talking about, um, you know, normally at our week or at our church, we'll have a little over 300 people that will actually come physically to church on a Sunday. That's normal for us. Um, last week, and, and today's early in the week, but but just last Sunday we had a close to 2,000 people that watched this video and were able to, to come to church online. So those are people that would normally not be able to participate on a normal Sunday, but because of the situation being what it is, God is working through that situation And perhaps reaching people, maybe that person is even you that's normally not in church. Normally you're not involved with what's going on, but God's using this situation. Not that he caused it, but God is using this situation to reach you where you are. And I would encourage you today, if that's you and you're watching this or listening on the radio, maybe God's trying to get your attention about something. And it's because he loves you and he's trying to reach you in the middle of this crisis. That's so important. Now, here's the next point that I want us to go to. David said to Saul, your servant, this is verse 34, David said to Saul, your, but David said, i to say that David again, said. but David said to Saul, he keeps saying it. <laughs> your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, notice what he does. He says, I went after it mm-hmm. and I struck it and I rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, I struck it and I killed it. That's amazing. He says, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be just like them because he has defied the armies of living God. Isn't that awesome? I'm going to cough. I don't have the virus. I'm just coughing. (coughs) Okay. I feel better now. (laughs) So David chased down a lion and a bear and, 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 when I was thinking about that, that's incredible. And then he said, verse 37, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the bear will also rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. What is David doing here? Well, here's number two. This is our second note. David's past experiences gave him faith to face his future. We'll say that again. David's past experiences gave him faith to face his future. David was letting King Saul know and reminding himself of what God had done in his life. And while he had never faced giants before, he had faced lions and bears. And the same God who saw him through those challenges could also help him out now. And why is this important? Well, last week we talked about how the choices we make during this season of pressure are so significant. We can choose in this time to have fear or we can choose in this time to have faith. We can choose in this time to believe God and believe his word or not. So it's about our choices right now. So David was reminding Paul and himself of situations where God had helped him before. And this is the the takeaway that I want you guys to think about now as we're looking at this situation with the virus as we're looking at this situation economically and the anxiety and the uncertainty that we're all facing right now. Here's what I want you to do. I mean, literally right now, what I want you guys to do is look back like David did and think about some times in your life when you have seen God do something amazing that only he could do. There are some of you that are watching us today or listening that have overcome cancer. That was a giant to you. And God showed up and he did something amazing. There are those of you that are watching or listening today that God has delivered you financially. Maybe there was another sickness in your life where God showed up. Maybe it was a situation with a job. Maybe it was a situation with a child. Whatever was going on, there was a lion or a bear in your life and God showed up and he did something amazing. Can I tell you something, guys? And this is for you and I too. Goliath is no different than them. Goliath's just another situation that we face, but the same God that delivered us from those other situations is the same God that can deliver us now. You know, I had a great text this morning from one of our church members whose wife is struggling with cancer, and they took her in, and she received a brand-new report, and there were tumors that were growing in her body. They did scans on her a couple of days ago, and the tumors are gone.
1: That's amazing.
0: So the same God that can heal tumors is the same God that can deal with Goliath. And and that's what I want you guys to think about right now. It's about what our focus is on. And you know, as a church, if you've grown up in church, there'll be services sometime that are testimony services and people will get up and talk about what God has done. But that is something that you and I need to, to do. The Bible tells us in Revelation that we believers overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the, the word, word of our testimony, word. we overcome by the blood of the jam- lamb. The sacrifice that Jesus has given helps us to overcome the enemy. But also, the word of our testimony encourages us—not only encourages us, but also encourages people around us right. to overcome the enemy that we're facing now. And I want to read a scripture here. Um, it's Second Corinthians chapter four, uh, verses thirteen through eighteen, and I'm going to focus on verses sixteen through 18 here, but you can read uh, 13 through 18 if you like when you're at home or later in your Bible study time. The church at Corinth was facing some struggles, somewhat like we're facing today, different kinds of struggles, but still struggles. And they were very challenged. And Paul was encouraging them. This is what he had to say, verse 16. So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. And look at what he says in verse 17. For this light and momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that we see, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that we see are transient, but the things that that are unseen are eternal. And notice his words here. For this light and momentary affliction. When you're going through affliction, it doesn't feel light and momentary. Now, now here's a promise that I know I can make you guys today. This crisis will end. I don't know if it's going to end next week, it's going to end next month, or it's going to end two or three months. I don't know when it's going to end, but it will end. And in the scope of most of our lives, this is just going to be a small period of time. And, and Paul is telling us that when we're facing challenges, as difficult as they may be, uh, they're only for a season. But notice what he says here. For this light momentary affliction, what is it doing? What is the situation doing? It's preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. There's something God's doing. Back to what you were talking about with the cake, Romans 8, 28. God is using this and preparing something inside of us that ultimately is going to be used for our good. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Let's go to number three, and then we'll, we'll close up today. Here's number three, guys. We need an eternal perspective in a momentary situation. We need an eternal perspective in a momentary situation. Wes and I were talking about this today, and, and here's what I want you to, to realize, guys, is that we're looking at a giant, But we need to be able to look beyond a giant. You had mentioned this. We were talking about how Goliath is a big problem. But what are we focusing on?
1: Yeah.
2: You know, there's that scripture that talks about looking up and seeing where does your help come from. And I might be getting ahead of us here a little bit. But I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. But, you know, one of the things is. We can make our problems bigger or smaller based on how we look at them and how much we focus on them. I was thinking in this story, if David's focus was on Goliath and Goliath alone and it just blotted out every other thought he had and there was no room for thinking about how big his God is, And, you know, then what would the story have turned out to be? Hmm. I think Israel would have had a great defeat, but instead you have this little guy and this giant staring him down. And uh, as I was thinking about that, I thought, you know, if I have a problem... And all I'm doing is thinking about that problem and rehearsing it and what if this and what if that. And the more I think about it, the bigger it gets and the bigger it gets and the bigger it gets until I'm just kind of ready to just like take off running. It's like it just really becomes overwhelming. It becomes a giant. Hmm. But when I think about how big my god is it's not like god is like this amazing growing and shrinking guy god's god and he does not change but you can make him bigger in your life or you can make him smaller than your life the word says that the name above jesus is above everything that can be named so that is like financial trouble that's cancer Mm -hmm. that's anything you might be facing Any giant that can be named, the name of Jesus is above that thing. So I want us to maybe look at things the way David did and believe that God is going to defeat that giant on our behalf. Mm. And the way we do that is say, problem, I'm not going to sit there and keep telling God how big my problem is. I'm gonna tell my problem how big my God is. That's where my focus is gonna be. And then God becomes larger in your life. And as you focus on that, everything else just shrinks down and all your problems, they may not go away right then. Mm-hmm. But when you're recalling, uh, like you said, I've defeated the bear, I've defeated the lion with the help You know, God defeated them through me. Then you go, you know what? This giant's nothing.
0: That's true. And, and we've spent a lot of time talking about a lot of these things. And I'm just going to be open with some of you guys. Um, this situation has challenged all of us. We are all dealing with something none of us have ever dealt with before, at least in, in the last few generations that are here. We've not had to deal with anything of this magnitude. And so it's shaken all of us. And I want to acknowledge the fact that the fact that you're feeling that fear. Okay, that, that mean, that's okay. It's okay to feel that fear and to sense what's going on. When, when the Israelites and including David saw Goliath, they recognized that he was there. You don't pretend like Goliath's not there. That doesn't solve your problem. Hiding your head in the sand is not gonna solve your problem. But you need to recognize, okay, there's a giant there. I'm gonna allow, I'm gonna feel that fear for a moment, but here's the key, you don't stay there. I recognize the fear. I recognize what I'm dealing with, but I'm not going to allow myself to stay there. And and I want to tell you, I struggled with this a little bit this week. You know, we've been running, all of us at a breakneck pace. A lot of folks in our church uh, community are serving leadership roles. And I've been talking to many of them and we're all scrambling. I was sharing with Wes and you and I have talked about it, Crystal, and, and so many of us talking about how we're having to readjust everything that we do and the economic impact of this. And just society wide everything that we 're dealing with right now and and I was doing what you just talked about. I started mm-hmm. focusing on Goliath. I started focusing on Goliath, and really, for me, it came to a head yesterday. One of the ladies from the church had come up to drop stuff off, and we were out in the parking lot talking. We were about twenty feet away from each other, <laughs> yeah. and we were talking Lysol. but but she was emotional, and I was emotional, we were talking about all the transitions going on and and uh throughout the day that stayed with me and not just her situation, but I was talking to multiple people and and I was focusing on Goliath. And, mm-hmm. and last night, something changed for me. Um, I was leaving the church and I was thinking about everything. I was thinking about Goliath. I was thinking about all the stuff. And uh, I turned on my radio and I saw that there was a Christian song on there. I don't even realize what the song was and I just hit it and it began to play. And it began to glorify God and I began to sing with the song. And the next thing I know, I'm driving down the road and I'm weeping and I'm singing about Jesus. And, and then the next song came on and it was as powerful as that song. And, the, and I'm having church in the car by myself. And what happened is I did exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. I went from focusing on Goliath to lifting up my eyes above him mm-hmm. to see my God who is bigger than the challenge that I'm facing. And there's a scripture here that talks about this. And we're going to read that right now. This is what we want you to do. This is your homework for the week, guys. This is your homework for today. And in a moment, as we've started with worship today, Wes is going to come back and we're going to finish with worship. And here's why we're doing this. We want you to lift your eyes beyond the challenge that you're facing. We don't want to look so much at the pandemic. We don't want to look so much at the chaos. We don't want to look so much at the economic crisis. We want to lift up our eyes beyond this situation and look at our God who is bigger than this situation. Psalm 121 says this, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Can I tell you something, guys? That's powerful. And let me tell you something today. We're facing serious situation, absolutely. We're not gonna deny that. We're not gonna stick our hand in the sand. But can I tell you something? Our God is greater. Our God who created the heavens and the earth is bigger than this situation. We may be looking at Goliath, but he didn't create anything but a problem. And that's all this pandemic has done. It's just created a problem. But can I tell you something? Our God has a solution in this. And he's going to Romans eight twenty eight us. And he's going to take all these situations and he is going to turn them for our good. So let's pray. And then we're going to go back into worship. Father, we just thank you that you are God. You are Lord of all. And Father, you are the creator who's got a plan and in the midst of this chaos, Lord. We know that you are the God of peace and that you are the God of hope. That, Father, you've sent Jesus to who loved us so much that he died for us. And, Lord, there's eternal salvation in him. And so, Father, we are, we choose to look beyond the temporary challenges that we're facing towards the eternal. Lord, for those that are listening and watching today, maybe some of them don't have a relationship with, with you. Maybe they're scared right now and they're not sure of their eternal salvation. Then, Father, right now we want to pray for them. And if that's you today, if you're one of those people you're not sure, of where your relationship is with God, then just pray this with me. Father, God, today I need you. Lord, I'm dealing with fear and not faith. Lord, I ask you today in the name of Jesus to save me. Deliver me from my fear. Lord, I thank you for what Jesus has done for me. Receive me into your kingdom, Lord. Forgive my sin in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you for joining us again today. We're going to end with worship. We look forward to seeing you guys again next week.
1: Strong enough to calm the storms of fear and unbelief. Fierce enough to break the cords of death that clung to me. I have come to know a love whose power has overcome every insecurity. Heaven moves and demons bling now As I lift my voice to sing Oh, Lord, your love is strong Oh, your love is strong Lord, your love is strong Oh, your love is strong Close enough to hold me near When fear is crippling Safe enough to be my home When my world is crumbling I have come to know a love Stronger than the grave That in my darkest hour Raised me up from death to life now In, in resurrection power oh your, love is oh, your love is strong 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 Lord, your love is strong Oh 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 your love is strong Your love in vain cage that silenced me and set this somber free. I sing for all the love you've given me. Rejoice because you've chosen me and you've called this orphan home. Oh your love is strong Oh your love is strong Oh your love is strong Lord your love is strong Oh your love is strong Oh your love is strong Oh, your love is strong, oh, your love is strong, and the lost are saved, and find their way at the sound of your great name, and all condemned. Feel no shame At the sound Of your great name Every fear Has no place At the sound Of your great name The sound of your great name, Jesus, worthy is the lamb that was laid for us, the son of God and man, you are high and lifted up, and all the world will praise your great All the week Find the strength have the sound Of your great name Hungry souls Receive grace At the sound Of your great name At the fatherless The fire the sound of your great name. Uh, and the sick are sick healed, healed and the dead healed, are raised at the sound of, sound of your great name. Jesus, worthy is the Lamb that was slain for us. The Son of God you are high Son of God and man, you are high, lifted up, all the world will praise your great name. Praise your great name.
0: Guys, it was an honor to have church with you today and be in your homes and office radio wherever you are we want to encourage you for more information go to our website at highlandassembly.com there's all kinds of information there there's sermons for the last seven years so if you guys want to continue listening searching out some of the sermons uh, also just information on the church there thank you for joining us We, we take it as an honor that you're with us today we look forward to serving you guys soon god bless and we'll see you soon